Good morning. Now, we, today we begin with our short sermon series on family. Today, no, I will be speaking on the topic of spiritual, developing spiritual disciplines at home. And the title ng message natin is Raising Children in a Digital World. So, let me begin. No? Let me begin by asking you this question. No? Do you think no? we are living in an unprecedented time in raising our children? No? Ano sa tingin nyo? No? Are we uh, living in unprecedented time in raising our children? You know, if uh, memory serves me right, no? I believe that was the same sentiment I heard from people 40 or 50 years ago. No? During those times, no? dami mga assassinations, no? people power, uh, frequent yung mga coup d'etats. No? Uh, there's this Asian financial crisis and even kidnap for ransom. And the old folks no, around would say to me, Xiao Dianea, Si Kanya Payo, Chin Kang Ko, Chi Kina. Young men, no? These are hard and difficult times to raise and have children. But even today, no? especially during and after the COVID-19 pandemic, no? children are living in a social media-saturated society. No? What I mean is a person's sense of identity, a person's self-worth no? are greatly, greatly influenced by the number of likes and dislikes, by the number of views they received. And it has adversely affected their mental health, their behavior, and even how they relate to other people. There's also a pipeline that we as parents are unable to shut down. It can be an addictive gaming pipeline or even a pipeline of filth where we don't have control. No? Now they're trying to promote LGBTQ lifestyle. No? New ideologies like the woke culture, victim culture, cancel culture, are philosophies that now our children have to contend with. And in other countries, no? children are even taught that they can choose no, kung gusto nila maging male or female. No? And uh, their identity it, is not just limited to that because now they have 63 other possibilities. No? So yes, no? today there is an enormous challenge for parents to properly nurture their children. There's an enormous challenge for parents to sustain their parent-child relationship an enormous challenge for parents to sustain their relationship with Jesus Christ. And Christian parents may be aware of what their children are now facing, but how can they influence them? How can parents effectively raise their children in a digital world? You know, what a better way, you know, to find the answer, of course, siempre is the Word of God. Because God's Word is reliable. And it provides us with guidance and wisdom. 
And so, please no, keep your Bibles open on Deuteronomy chapter 11. And allow me to read the whole passage no, that I will be sharing this message. So I'll be start in Deuteronomy chapter 11 from verse 1 up to 21. You shall therefore love the Lord your God and keep His charge, His statutes, His rules, and His commandments always. And consider today, since I'm not speaking to your children who have not known or seen it, consider the discipline of the Lord your God, His greatness, His mighty hand, and His outstretched arms, His signs and His deeds that He did in Egypt to Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and to all his land, and what he did to the army of Egypt, to their horses and to their chariots, how he made the water of the Red Sea flow over them as they pursued after you, how the Lord has destroyed them to this day, and what he did to you in the wilderness, until you came to this place, and what he did to Datam and Abiram, the sons of Eliab and sons of Reuben, how the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them up with their household, their tents, and every living thing that followed them in the midst of all Israel's. For your eyes have seen all the great works of the Lord that He did. You shall therefore keep the whole commandment that I command you today, that you may be strong and go in and take possessions of the land that you are going over to possess, and that you may live long in the land that the Lord swore to your fathers to give them and to their offsprings a land flowing with milk and honey. For the land that you are entering to take possession of it is not like the land of Egypt, from which you have come where you sowed your seed and irrigated it, like a garden of vegetables. But the land that you are going over to possess is a land of hills and valleys, which drinks waters by the rain from heaven, a land that the Lord your God cares for, the eyes of the Lord your God are always upon it, from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. And if you will indeed obey my commandments that I command you today, to love the Lord your God and to serve Him with all your heart and with all your soul, He will give the rain for your land in its season, the early rain and the latter rain, that you may gather in your grain and your wine and your oil." And he will give grass in your fields for your livestock, and you shall eat and be full. Take care, lest your heart be deceived and you turn aside and serve other gods and, gods and worship them. Then the anger of the Lord will be kindled against you, and he will shut up the heavens so that there will be no rain, and the land will yield no fruit. And you will perish quickly of the good land that the Lord is giving you. You shall therefore lay up these words of mine in your heart and in your soul, and you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall teach them to your children, talking of them when you are sitting in your house and when you are walking by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates that your days and the days of your children may be multiplied in the land that the Lord that the Lord swore to your fathers to give them as long as the heavens are above the earth. You know, our story, you know, our story begins 
with the new generation no, of Israelites at the threshold of the promised land. No? So, kumbaga, nandito tayo sa Benebides, papunta na tayo dyan sa kabila. No? Tatawid na tayo ng tulay ng Luzon. Ayun na yung promised land. No? For 40 years, no? for 40 years, they were constantly wandering. No? But in Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 3, Moses said, mga kapatid, one month to go na lang. No? One month to go na lang. And I'm sure, no, many of them are very excited. But for Moses, no, for Moses, it was bittersweet. No? Sadly, Moses will not be joining them. No? Because if you remember, he disobeyed God. No? Uh, he disobeyed God's command at Meribah. Now, instead of speaking to the rock, what did he do? He struck the rock twice. And for that, Moses was punished and not allowed to bring God's people into the promised land. But before entering the land, Moses continued no, to give them a series of sermons no, about what the law of God is. What's the purpose of the law? How should the new Israelites live in the promised land? And in Deuteronomy chapter 11, Moses repeated his command, no? love God and always keep His commandments. Unlike before, when Moses was speaking generally to the whole Israelites community, in this particular instance, Moses was speaking to a special group of people. No? Ito yung mga second-generation Israelites. No? Sino ba sila? Well, this group of people are those who have witnessed no, uh, the, the, the departure from Egypt to Exodus. No? They were witnessed. No? Nandun sila. But during that time, they were only in their teens. No? Mga 19-year-old and below pa lang. No? And those men who were 20 years old and above, they were not allowed to enter the promised land because of their constant disobedience and testing uh, 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 with God. No? And so by now, uh, this new generation of Israelites probably are in their mid no, or late 50s. No? May asawa na at even with families. And so Moses reminded this second-generation Israelites, no? the command to love God and always keep His commandments. And He gives them what? A history lesson. No? Nag-flashback siya no? of the events that happened in their past or in their lives. Sabi niya, don't forget. No? Don't forget the lessons that you have learned during our exodus and wilderness years. No? Don't forget the things that you have experienced when God acted for us. No? And when God acted against those who were hindering His plans. Do you recall the power of God? No? Naalala ba when He released us from the promised land? Do you recall the supernatural act of God when, he, uh, when, he, uh, when the armies of Pharaohs were pursuing us and God destroys all our enemies. Do you recall how God graciously provided food and water 
for us throughout those 40 years. No? And even our clothes. And ating mga sandals, hindi man lang nasira. Do you remember the justice and wrath of God when rebellious people like Datam and Abiram, no? yung mga pamilya nila, silang lahat were swallowed up and consumed by fire. I hope you have not forgotten that. No? Those significant events, andun kayo, you were there. No? When God's powerful hand saved us, when God's powerful hand disciplined our fellow brothers. Remember all that you have experienced and do not forget them. Moses, no, he wanted the second generation Israelites to remember and not forget how God met their needs and dealt with them faithfully in their past. I'm sure, no, for all of us, there are events in your life that God showed His great acts, His power and faithfulness. No? Times when He guided you. Times when He answered your prayer. Times when He sustained and provided you. But no? were you able to give your children a history lesson? so that they will remember and not forget what great things God has done to your family and to your lives. And then, no, Moses reiterated yung kanyang command to the second generation Israelites that they should keep every commandment which God is commanding. No? And what was that command again? Love God and always keep His commandment. But this time, it was not a history lesson. Instead, Moses gave reasons why they should obey these commandments. No? And let me read again verses 8 and 9. You shall therefore keep the whole commandment that I command you today, that you may be strong and go in, and take possession of the land that you are going over to possess, and that you may live long in the land that the Lord swore to your fathers to give, them, to, give to them and to their offspring a land flowing with milk and honey. No? All these 40 years, no? they were constantly wandering, wandering in the wilderness, and almost all of them were shepherds. No? So how can... Can this second generation Israelites be strong enough to conquer the promised land? No? Listen, no? the Israelites became strong because God promised that He is the one who will go in with them. That they should be strong and courageous because He will never leave them nor forsake them. The Israelites were able to go in to the promised land because God supernaturally you know, closed the mouth of that river you know, so that they were able to cross the Jordan River, uh, Jor the River Jordan, you know, and went into the promised land. 
the Israelites were able to possess the land because God promised that He will deliver and defeat their enemies. Now, defeating the enemy is one thing, but pag walang pagkain, no? without food, how can they prolong their stay in the land? You know, this land is very different from the land of Egypt. In Egypt kasi, they plant crops, no? they make them grow abundantly without relying too much on rainfall. Why? Because the Egyptians has a good irrigation system. But here in the promised land, no? uh, let me read 11 to 12. But the land that you are going over to possess is a land of hills and valleys, which drinks water by the rain from heaven, a land that the Lord your God cares for. The eyes of the Lord your God are always upon it from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. Alam nyo, in this land, God is the one who will take proper care of it. He will send showers. He will provide the proper amount of rain at the right time. In other words, God is the one doing the year-long maintenance no, of this promised land. Ayos. No? Sounds good. No? But there's a catch. The second generation Israelites must follow God's command. And what was that again? Love God and always keep His commandments. And if they follow, no, God promised that they will be satisfied, that they will be content. However, no, there are instances when blessings can become a curse. No? Really? Yes. No? Moses declared that these material blessings will tend to lull them, no? lull this second-generation Israelites into a sense of complacency. It will lull them into a false sense of self-dependence. When eventually, no? what would happen? The land instead of the giver and sustainer of the land, would be viewed as the source of blessing. How about us? No? Have, you, have you been misled by your successes and accomplishments? Have you been deceived by the resources, comforts, luxuries that you are now experiencing are you becoming complacent and self-dependent? You know, when you are in that slippery slope, your spiritual defenses start to come down. Mind you, huh? hindi yan biglaan. No? You slowly, slowly, slowly drift away. In other words, as you begin to depend on yourself, you slowly miss out on your reliance on God's Word. No? Your prayer time becomes irregular, and then you will neglect building an intimate relationship, a relationship that 
has kept you close, humble, and dependent on Jesus. Tandaan po natin, no? Do not forget that the true source of every good and perfect gift is from God. So my brothers and sisters, beware. No? Watch out because your hearts could be deceived at this very moment. And then, no? after sharing to them the history, after sharing to them the reasons, for the third time, Moses was very, very determined and reiterated what he said at the beginning and at the middle of this passage. Sabi niya, you shall therefore lay up these words of mine. No? What are those words? What are those commands? No? Love God and always keep His commandments. And where do you lay those up? In your heart and in your soul. And you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You know, to lay up these words means that they should always put on God's Word. Always, hindi sometimes or ano, paminsan-minsan, no? Always put on God's command. And where should they put it? In your heart and in your soul. You know, when Moses says, in your heart or in your soul, or all your heart and all your soul, ang ibig sabihin nun is, it is the totality of the person. No? Sa Tagalog, no? yung buong pagkatao natin. What do I mean by that? <clears throat> well, Jesus oftentimes condemned the Pharisees, remember? No? Because they honor God with their lips but their hearts are far away from God. It means on the outside, the Pharisees will put no, their acts of religiosity, no? but inside, where it really matters most, they don't have an intimate relationship with Jesus. The meaning of binding them uh, on your hand and in the frontlets of your eyes, no? And even, them, and even writing them on the doorposts of your house and gates no, means that we must live out God's Word in our lives. No? That we must be a good model no, on how to live godly lives. And speaking of being a good model, can parents no, be the reason why their children or loved ones doubt the Christian faith? That is highly possible. And you can ask yourself this question. No? Ako ba? No? Am I putting on a religious performance? Acting holy on a Sunday, participating in every church activities, no? attending every Bible study, speaking churchy words, but at home, where we are most vulnerable, most normal, most natural, our children see who we are. They know if we are authentic, and our children can, can, uh, can spot no? a genuine from a fake. 
Do you know no? that the most powerful life lessons our children will learn can come informally? No? When life is unfolding right in front of their eyes. That's why it says, teach them to your children, talking to them when you are sitting in your house, when you are walking by the way, when you lie down and when you rise, you shall write them at the doorposts of your house and on your gates. You could be in a shopping mall. You could be driving in your car. You could be eating in a restaurant, watching basketball or badminton, watching uh, movies or telenovelas. But take that time. No? Gamitin mo yung mga moments na yun as teaching moments. Seeing through the lens of Scripture. Someone once said, no? What parents breathe out is what our children are going to breathe in. No? What we parents breathe out is what our children is going to breathe in. If our children live in an environment of constant criticism and hostility, no? they learn to condemn. They learn to fight. If they live in an environment of sharing and honesty, our children no? learn to be generous. They learn to be truthful. And then finally, in verse 21, that your days and the days of your children may be multiplied, that the Lord swore to your fathers to give them as long as heavens are above the earth. You know, there's this familiar saying that I'm, I know you, you heard of this. The Christian faith is one generation away from extinction. And in Judges chapter 2, verse 7 to 10, and the people served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders who outlived Joshua. And what happened? There arose a next generation, another generation after them, who did not know the Lord or the work that God has done for Israel. Now, paano nangyari yun? How did that happen? Maybe the second generation Israelites failed to tell their children. Or maybe they did inform them, but over time, kasi hindi nila inuulit-ulit, their children forgot. But nevertheless, no, alam nyo ba? God knew. Alam ni God na gagawin nila yun. No? God knew that His people will forsake Him and break their covenant. In Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 6, no? Sabi doon, the Lord said to Moses, no, you are about to die and join your ancestors after you are gone. And these people will begin to worship foreign gods and the gods of the land where they are going. They will abandon me. They will break my covenant that I have with them. Just like all of us. Lahat tayo. On our own, 100%, we will surely fail and forsake God and His commandments. Because bakit? We were all dead in our sins and in our transgressions. 
but in God's redemptive plan. He made a way. He made a way for us to be redeemed. And in Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 26 to 27, God says, I will give you a new heart. I will put a new spirit in you. I will remove your heart of stone, and I will give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you, and I will move you to follow my decrees and keep my laws. So if some of you are thinking right now, no, na hindi mo kaya, think again, no? We can do it. Bakit? Because God is the one who made it possible no? for all of us so that we will be able to follow and keep His commands. No? Let me ask you, no? let me ask you, do you love Jesus? Do you love Jesus? Do you love Jesus? Do you love Jesus? Three times, no? Jesus asked Peter if he loves him. No? In the first two questions, Jesus asked Peter, do you love me? No? And Jesus used agapao, no? which is the highest form of love, selfless, sacrificial. And Peter replied, Lord, I love you. No? Phileo. Because how could Peter say, agapao? E binitray niya si Jesus Christ for a number of times. So his, his reply, Lord, I love you with a phileo, no? or a brotherly or friendly love. And then Jesus asked him the third time, Peter, do you really phileo me? Do you really love me with a brotherly and friendly love? Peter was grieved, no? Nalungkot siya. Because Jesus asked him for the third time. And then he said, Lord, alam mo naman lahat eh. <clears throat> you know I feel you. I love you with a brotherly and friendly love. And for Jesus, Peter's phileo's love was enough. No? And his command to Peter, ano sabi niya? Go, tend, and feed my sheep. How about you? No? At the moment, no? you may not be no? loving Jesus in an agapa way. No? But Jesus is asking, do you love him with a brotherly or friendly love? And if your answer is yes, that's enough for Jesus. And his mandate for all of us, no? look after no? the children, the people that God has blessed us with. So how can parents raise their children 
during these unprecedented times? How can parents effectively raise their children in a digital world? Mga parents, the truth is we cannot save our children. That's the work of God. But we must keep on modeling godly lives. We must continue to raise our children in the fear and knowledge of God. We can remind them, warn them, guard them, prevent them from the sinful influences of the world, any place, any time. That's why, you know, when I look at my children, that includes my daughter-in-law and even my grandson, you know, my heart's desire is really for them to be fully, truly generated, to be saved, no? to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. I may even have to compete with their many schedules and activities, but I will follow God's mandate, no? marching order that as a parent, I will impress, I will lay up God's Word on them. But, but it has to start with me. It has to start with you. No? That we must first love God and always keep His commandments. And we can be confident. No? We will not be afraid because God made it possible. Through the finished work of Jesus Christ, He has given us His Spirit so that we will be able to follow and keep His commandments. Love God and always keep His commandments. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank You for Your Word. And I truly pray that, Lord, Your Word, which is alive, which is active, will indeed pierce our heart, cause us conviction to really want, to really not only listen, but truly apply your living words in our lives and in our families. For we ask this only in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen and amen.